Welcome to the Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast. If you've ever daydreamed about running your very own baking business, then you're in the right place. I'm Lauren, the Cheerful Baker, and I'll be your guide on this delightful journey where sugar, passion, and entrepreneurship collide. In each episode, we'll chat with talented bakers, entrepreneurs, and cookie decorators who've transformed their passions into something truly magical. Whether you're a seasoned baker or just starting out, this podcast is for you. We'll uncover the secret behind successful baking businesses, share tips and tricks to help you level up your skills, and unravel the stories of those who've created thriving careers in the baking industry. Plus, I have an exciting announcement for all of our listeners. Introducing the Cheerful Box, a monthly subscription that brings joy and inspiration to your doorstep. Each box is carefully curated and filled with items to enhance your baking experience. Inside, you'll find a surprise collection of unique cookie cutters, clip art, and a stencil, plus an exclusive link to my online cookie decorating class. It's the perfect way to indulge your passion for baking and take your skills to new heights. So after you listen to this episode, be sure to check out the Cheerful Box. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to receive a monthly dose of baking magic delivered right to your door. Visit our website and subscribe today. Now grab your cup of coffee and let's get ready for this week's episode. Welcome to Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast. We have a wonderful guest with us today, cute little Madison Bagley with the beautiful nails. And we will let you introduce yourself, Madison. Tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you'd like to say. We want to listen. (laughs) Okay. Um, So my name is Madison. I'm the owner of Busy Bee Bakehouse in Carthage, Texas, which is very, very East Texas, like on the border of Louisiana. I might as well be in Louisiana. Um, I have been making cookies for about four and a half years now. Um, I used to sell a lot of cookies locally. Now I do more online stuff. Uh, lots of social media, things like that. Um, aside from cookies, I have two precious children um, that are seven and four. And then I have four rescue dogs. So things oh. are real crazy around here all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about me. You know, I just found out something that I find is so interesting. So we're going to dig right into that. So yesterday I picked my son up from from camp because he was stung by a bee, as you know, because I shared this with you and his (laughs) fingers swelled up and his ring got stuck and the ambulance came. And then my son had to cut his, uh, I was about to say finger, his ring off with a Dremel, which was crazy. And you just shared with me that um, you work as a camp counselor for a month each summer. So tell us about that, because that's so interesting. Yes. Um, So I teach the music program. I'm the director of our music program at Camp Honey Creek for Girls. It is an all-girls outdoor camp. Um, We don't have any air conditioning. Well, we have air conditioning, but the girls don't have air conditioning in their cabins. Um, There's no electronics. 
So no phones, nothing like that. We're completely unplugged. Um, I want to come. Can I yeah, come? I know. It's, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because um, when I tell people that it's unplugged, that we don't have cell phones, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I could never be without my phone. How do you get, because we have girls from five to uh, about to be seniors in high school as our campers. And so people are like, well, how do you get those girls to get away from their phones? you would be shocked. These kids are ready to get rid of their cell phones. They're ready to take a break from the pressures of social media and just all their friends and just come and be a kid. And um, I went there when I was uh, a little girl. I went to camp there. Um, my sister went there and now my daughter goes there. Um, and so now I've been working there for 11 summers. Um, I was a camper for forever. Uh, but it's something that's just really important to me because I feel like especially young girls need a place where they can go and learn how to be strong, independent women, feel comfortable in their own skin. Um, and really, a lot of what we're doing now is just teaching these kids how to uh, have problem solve face to face rather than online. That's a big thing that we've been doing um, here that I've seen an increase in is that kids don't know how to talk to each other. They don't know how right. to problem solve or things like that. So we put them in a fun situation or setting. Um, it is a bunch of girls. So problems do arise, right. um, but they learn how to uh, fail, which I think is something that's a really important um, lesson. They learn how to fail and still be okay and be able to bounce back. They learn how to have conflicts and get over it and get through it. Um, and that's something that I don't think kids get these days. So it's really important to me. And um, I love, I love it. It's a great, it's a hard job. It's hot. It's yeah. really hot. Uh, it's in Texas. So it's like a hundred degrees all the time. And um, I'm I'm actually not a counselor, thank God. I don't have to be in a cabin with a bunch of kids. I am in charge uh -huh. of the counselors, and then I teach the music program. Um, but I'm in charge of the middle school counselors and the middle school children. So things are always very interesting. <laughs> in the middle school departments very fun and interesting all the time. Now, do you, do you sing? Do you play an instrument? What's your musical background? So I uh, did voice. I did choir and um, I went to college for choir. And so then now I, well, and I didn't finish college, but I did a year of college for choir. And then I figured school was not for me. College uh -huh. level school. Um, so I have a little bit of that music background. I did it all through camp and um I just have kept doing it. So I don't play any instruments. I actually had to teach myself how to play the piano and the keyboard to be able to teach them how to uh, sing. So we have like a huge competition at the end of camp where um, the different teams compete against each other and they have to sing five songs acapella. So with no music in the back, just their voices um, most of these girls don't know how to sing. They don't, they're not in their choirs. So it's really fun. It's very interesting sometimes, but um, it's a great way for these girls to get a little bit of uh, fine arts and music and creativity because a lot of them don't do that at home. So 
It's really yeah. fun. I, I love that. So I'm a singer. I grew up singing. I, I, I guess I can say I'm a singer. I mean, I grew up singing. I was in choir. I was in church choir. And then when I um, graduated from high school, I, I sang in some weddings in my 20s, which was, I thought, you're really going to trust me to sing in your <laughs> But I did that. And then I sang in church choirs when church still had choirs, because many churches no longer have choirs. And then I had kids and took years and years where I no longer sang. And But my son and I were just talking the other day about how I've listened to music my whole life. And so and my kids absolutely love music. And two years ago, I joined an adult choir. So it's all come full circle. I that is so fun. I would love to join a choir. Um, it is. It's just, you know, something that just kind of feeds your soul. Music, I think, is so important. Um even even just a little bit of music. My son is not, he loves to sing songs, um, but I want him to do some kind of instrument. I don't care what it is. I, I don't care what they do, but I want my kids to have a little bit of music in their life uh, just because I think it makes you a well-rounded person and you can really appreciate things um, and music and stuff like that. And it's just a great think- creative outlet. I think so too. And I think it goes hand in hand with cookie decorating or any type of art, because when I like listening to music, the best or the most is when I'm decorating cookies and I'll put on my favorite songs. And it really does get that part of my brain sort of fired up and lets me, I'm more creative when I have music on. Yeah. It gets those creative juices flowing and it can really depend on what you're looking to can change your whole thought process and direction of what you do with your cookies um, too. So music is super important. So I saw a picture on your Instagram and I'm assuming it was you and your mom when you were little and you had my grandmother. Your, that's my D. Oh, it was your grandmother. That's so yes. sweet. And yes. they, looked like they were actual decorated cookies, not the little, blobs you know that most little kids make (laughs) yes we've been uh we've been making cookies together Uh, my grandmother does we do most of the baking with my grandmother my mom's not much of a baker my mother is an art teacher so I get a lot of the art side of my cookies from her but my grandmother and I um we always used to bake together we bake uh cookies together anytime I go down there um or go to her house and my sister comes over, we all get together and bake. Um, but yeah, we've been doing it forever. Not not this kind of cookies, but <laughs> we've always been baking together. So how did you get into making the decorated cookies? So um, after I had my son, uh, when I had my kids, I had this big plan in my head that I was going to be this awesome stay-at-home mom, and I was going to do all the mom things, and I was going to be just momming all the time. <laughs> um, and so after I had my son, I realized that was not something that I could do. I love being a mother, but I've got to do something and feel productive in my life. Yes, me and too. And I, I was looking for something where I could kind of be in more control of my schedule so that I could still do all those mom things. Um, and so I'd been talking to my mother-in-law about wanting to maybe look into doing something. I wanted something creative. Honestly, I had thought about going back to school and finishing out my degree, um, and becoming a music teacher 
or an art teacher or something like that. And so we were, it was around Christmas time. We were sitting there and we were watching the Christmas cookie challenge. (laughs) And it was like, when it, it was one of the earlier seasons. And I remember sitting there and someone said, I left my corporate job to make cookies and now I'm making all this money and all this kind of stuff. And I looked at my mother-in-law and I was like, well, that's what I need to do. I need to make cookies. <laughs> and it was a joke and it was just kind of something funny. We always like to watch uh, Food Network during Christmas time, all the different baking championship type things. And so that year for Christmas, she got me a cookie decorating kit, like just a bait, like you're very basic. I think it was maybe... Um, like some spatulas, some meringue powder, all this stuff. She just got it from Amazon and gave it to me for Christmas as a joke. It was not, not really, um, supposed to be anything. Uh Uh, and so I told one of my friends about it and she was like, okay, we'll make some cookies for my son's birthday party. And I was like, well, yeah, sure. How hard could it be to make cookies? (laughs) Uh, it was very hard. Uh, I tried to make Nerf gun cookies and I was going to make like the bullets, which I thought that's so easy. It's just two colors. It's a bullet. How hard could it be? They didn't look like bullets. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go into what they looked like, but it wasn't a bullet. It was so bad. It was. I had to remake the icing like 10 times. I couldn't get it right. It was so awful. Um, And I think I was so frustrated that I didn't just pick up on it because anything that's artsy or craft kind of crafty, I usually pick on pick up on pretty quickly and I could not get it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this again. I'm going to do a little research and I'm going to do this again. Um, And so Valentine's Day rolled around and I made Valentine's cookies and sent them to work with my husband. And it was like before Valentine's Day. And after I sent him to work with him, I started, I put some on Facebook too. And then all of a sudden I had people asking me for Valentine's cookies. So, and it was really just friends of mine um, and people from Matt's work. And then I did those and I put them on Facebook and I'm telling you, I went from zero to a hundred miles an hour. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. People were asking for all these kinds of cookies. I was like, you realize I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I um, just started taking everything like any, I'm terrible at saying no. Something that I really had to work on in my business is saying no. And at the beginning, I just took everything, anything Mm -hmm. and everything. And I just taught myself along the way because I didn't have a choice. Um, so I was just watching YouTube and looking at Pinterest and trying to figure out how to do it. And, um, I didn't sleep for probably two years straight. (laughs) That's how we kind of all are right. Team no sleep. The more people I talk to, the more similarities I find between us all. And it is so, my story is so very similar to yours. And the same thing, I thought I'm artistic. I, you know, artistic things come easily to me, but the icing was, I found it was hard and it, it took a while and I just stuck with it. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to conquer this icing. <laughs> yes, you have to have a little bit of determination there because it is real tricky. It my, is. My other thing was like um, the flavors of the cookies. 
because in, in, even now, like when I struggle, what I struggle with most is not necessarily the decorating part. I feel like I'm pretty confident with that now, but the baking, I had to learn about uh, baking is so complicated and it's like science and I was terrible <laughs> at science in school. So I just, that, that's been the hardest struggle for me because I don't want my cookies just to look pretty. I want them to taste good. Right. So it was hard. The baking part was hard and figuring out why are my cookies spreading? Why do they look like giant globs and not the actual shape? Right. That was really hard. I know I've learned from, you know, years of baking and started out baking with my mom when I was really young that. I thought you could put any old kind of butter in your cookies. You know, you could leave it out on the countertop for forever. You could take it right out of the refrigerator. I thought butter is butter. And oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, <laughs> it, no. It oh, needs no, to no, be no. 68 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the best, you know, mm -hmm. um, because then it incorporates the sugar correctly into it with the right amount of air. And I, I didn't know all that. And I felt no, the same yeah. way. I thought, why no. are the cookies spreading? Why don't the cookies taste good? Why aren't they flaky? And it took a long time to learn the science behind it. Oh my gosh. It takes a really long time to learn that. Um, that and truly that's hard. And that's why I, I get a lot of comments on social media. Cause you know, people love to put their opinion yeah. in their comments. And so <laughs> they will say, well, they look pretty, but I bet they taste gross. Or, you know, things like that. And I'm like, well, yeah. that is hard. Not really. You want them to look pretty and you want them to taste good. And that's a that's a very delicate balance there. <laughs> it is. Now, talking about looking pretty, I said something about your nails when I was introducing you. Because I'm not kidding, Madison. When I was first learning about you and watching you on Instagram, I always thought, gosh, look at her gorgeous nails. Your gorgeous nails and your gorgeous rings were so eye-catching. And so tell us, because I think that's a funny story, how that came to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so I am super self-conscious about my hands. And that is not a thing that a lot of people know about me. I have kind of witch fingers, which when I was growing up, I hated because my hands are super wrinkly. And so I always had acrylic nails on and I love rings that is a family trait my Dee Dee and my sister and my mom we all love rings and jewelry we wear a lot of jewelry and a lot of times it's just always there so I always had the rings I always had the nails um and so when I started doing cookies I had I really liked really bright colorful fingernails um, but people don't like that online. And <laughs> so what I, my original Instagram account had gotten hacked and then I had to start completely from scratch. And that was right around the time that reels became a thing mm -hmm. and videos became a thing. And so I was like, okay, well, if I want to grow this new account, I'm going to have to jump on this train of the reels. And so I started doing the videos and I had the brightly colored nails and a lot of uh, several of my videos took off and it wasn't for good reasons. People <laughs> were like, oh my gosh, why are you, why do you have those brightly colored fingernails? Your hands are so gross. Why are you, you know, touching these cookies with your bare hands? And honestly, the negative comments kind of boosted up 
the engagement on my account. Yeah, horrible way I feel like to start your account, but it got it rolling. Um, and then I have realized that a more neutral nail <laughs> is better for online. So I don't have as many brightly colored nails anymore. If I do, it's very subtle. Um, because people will come for you. People will come for you for all sorts of things online. But that you was one of the made it. You know you've made it, Madison, when you start getting the negative comments. You're like, oh yes, enough people see me that I'm getting those haters out there. Oh, that just means it's not gosh. people that really know you, right? So you just have to laugh at it. You do. And it's that was really hard. It was really hard to get to that point where you could laugh because at first I was like, I'm going to comment back. To every single person that says something ugly to me, like, how dare you? You don't know me. And I tried, I took everything to heart, everything that they were saying, you know, about, yeah. you know, how disgusting my nails were. And as someone who already had some, was a little self-conscious about my hands, it, I really took it to heart. And finally, I decided to say, you know what? I'm just going to move on. And I just deleted the comments as they come through and just move on. But it, it is very hard to get to that point. And it takes a lot of um, mental toughness to get past yes. it because people are not nice online. No, they're not a lot of uh, time. They're, they're not very, very nice. <laughs> Another thing I noticed looking at your Instagram is your photography skills are absolutely superb. I mean, you really can tell the difference between those in the cookie business who know how to take a good photograph and are very skilled in that and those that are not and your your photography is absolutely perfection so how did you get to do did you have you are you a photographer how did you get so good at that oh no um so what I did was I went and I looked at other cookiers when I first started. I looked at other cookiers and their Instagram pages and I looked at their pictures and thought, okay, why do I like this picture? Um, and I first started kind of mimicking what they were doing uh -huh. to try and see if that was my style. Um, and eventually it just has kind of morphed into what it is now where usually it's relatively simple because I am not a photographer. And I have noticed that when I start adding a lot of props in, um, my pictures don't look as clean and I want a very clean, simple, bright. I like a very bright picture to, um, really represent the cookies well. And it's just, it's kind of developed into the style that I have now, but I, I just started by kind of mimicking what I liked from other cookiers. Yes. And you like bright colors, don't you? I do. I love a good color palette. I love it to be bright and fun. I love things to be very clean too. Um, so most of most of the time, all of my backdrops are white. I do like to throw in some wood here and there because I just love the it wood to me is like a clean and it looks really good with white clean. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good it's, contrast. It, yeah, it's great. That's the word I'm looking for. Contrast. <laughs> great contrast in the picture. Yes. So how did you come up with your name? So my last name is Bagley. So it went with B for Bagley instead of B-E-E. -E. It's just the letter B. Busy because I am 
very busy all the time. I was busy before I did cookies. I am not one to sit still for very long, which is why I was not a great stay-at-home mom because when your kids are young, there's a lot of sitting. Now, there's not much sitting at all with my kids being older and now they're starting to get into sports. But I've always been a very active, busy person. So we went with Busy Bee, and it used to be Busy Bee Cookies, but there is another Busy Bee Cookies up in, I think, California. Uh Um, And when I started to kind of become uh, or have more of a presence online, I didn't want people to get confused between the two. So we went cookie to bake house and works because I'm here and I have a little tiny house um, that I bake in for my shop. So that's how it came to be. That works out great. In fact, I was thinking about something, you know, you said you wanted to be a stay at home mom, which is what I wanted to do. And then I I thought I've got to do something because I'm like you, I'm always very busy and want to do things. And, and one reason I started this podcast is I'm such a believer in entrepreneurship, in men and women finding what they love, finding their passion in doing something about it, you know, taking that first step. And I worked, you know, I had big, important jobs out of college. I had some really good jobs. And then I had the little jobs when my kids were little. I worked in a school where they were, but I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to do my own thing. And I was thinking about that yesterday when I was called to go to camp because my son's finger was swelling and I was so thankful. I'm thankful all the time, but there are those times that I'm especially thankful that I'm my own boss because I dropped everything and I went to camp and I thought, what a blessing to be able to do that. So it's good to be a dreamer and then to do something about it. When you're a small business owner, there's really not that freedom that you, there's not as much freedom. It's not as much freedom as I thought that there would be lots of late nights, so many all-nighters, especially there at the beginning before I got better at time management. I'm so Very glad rough. you mentioned time management because I want to hear about your better life planner because time management for so many people who are working at home Tell me how you can help other bakers. I just have a couple months out right now. I'm actually going to release the rest of this year at the end of this month. I just put out a few months because I wanted to kind of test the waters and see what people needed. I knew that I needed something to keep myself organized because I have so many different schedules. So I have my cookie schedule for like actual orders. I have content creation schedules. And then I'm also president of the PTO at my kid's school because I'm not good at um, not being in charge. So (laughs) I'm president of the PTO. I've got, you know, dance, baseball, all these different things. And I needed something where I could put everything in one place. And for me, I have to physically write it out. I cannot do things on a computer. I wish I could. I wish I could just digitally look at it and be like, oh, this is, you know, what I need to do. I can't do it. Something does not compute. I need to write it down. So I wanted to have a planner that was, that could be adjusted for cookiers so that they could put their cookie life, but also their real life in one central location. So the Butter Life Planner has like a big calendar, just like 
with all the dates there that you could write everything in. And then it goes into week by week, day by day, so that you can make more detailed notes. My thought was kind of like the happy planners that you can get at Michael's. Yes. Where you can kind of add what you need and what you don't need. Don't put it in there. So there's different add-ons. So I have right now I have um, like a cookie order planner. I have one like a checklist to make sure you've got all your ingredients because of course I am one of those people where I'm going to get to baking. I've got everything out and ready to go. And then I realized that I'm missing a very important ingredient, like, I don't know, butter. (laughs) And I got to run to the store. And because I live in the sticks, it's 15 minutes to the store, 15 minutes back. And then before I know it, half my day is gone and I haven't done anything. Yes. So there's checklists in there. There is stuff that's specific to creating content. And my goal and plan is to add on some more add-on things. So I want a financial planner where you can keep things organized for your taxes. I'd like to have that as an add-on in there. I've got some other things working too. I'm going to finish out this year with just the online. Like you just go to my website and you can download it and print it at home. But I'm hoping that for next year, I'm going to have some that are pre-printed that you can go ahead and order if you don't want to print it at home yourself. So it's still in the beginning stages. I'm still working on fleshing out exactly what I want it to be. But the people who have tried it so far, I've really liked it. So, and I've got some good ideas, I think, to improve it more in the coming months and years. I love that because I use the happy planner. That's the one that I use. And and the reason I use it, one, it is happy. You know, I love the bright colors. But the other thing is that I love the add-ons that you can put in there. And Mm -hmm. I've used it for several years, but I have looked for things like you're talking about and they don't exist in the happy planner. I think that that's fantastic that you're doing that because I know there's a lot of digital planners that you can get for cookies. Uh I'm like you, Madison, I have to write it down. If I don't write it down, it it does not exist because it comes in my one part of my head and it leaves unless it's down on a piece of paper. I have lots of little notes everywhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I stuff it, I stuff the notes in my planner because I couldn't find the exact insert that I wanted. So I think it's going to be very, very successful. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited about it. Like I said, it's still in the beginning stages right now. It's only three months at a time. Mm -hmm. And again, I'll release the rest of the year, probably at the end of this month, but then for next year, I will release the entire year all at once. But it's a lot of work. There's a lot, of, a lot of things that go in there. I have all the special dates that you need to know if you're a cookier. So all I've got some important ones, but also some funny ones. If you needed something to post on National Ice Cream Day, which I think just came up, National Sugar Cookie Day. So all of those important dates are in there as well. That that sounds I'm I'm gonna get on your website, Madison, after we hang up and buy one of those planners. Yes, it's super fun. It's it's a fun one. And I've got two versions. I've got a clean um version and I've got a sassy version that is a little um spicy. It's got some it's a little bit more fun, it but it does have some cuss words in it, probably. Yes, it absolutely does. <laughs> well, you know what? That just goes along with being a cookie maker, right? I mean, I really try hard 
I really try hard to watch my language, but occasionally a word will come out and my husband will yell from the other room. It doesn't sound very cheerful in there, Lawrence. No, no. Sometimes uh, if people could hear the things that are on some of those reels in the background, if they could hear the actual audio, they would be shocked because things don't always go according to plan or, um, yeah. They don't. We need to start putting out Instagram bloopers, right? Because right. there's a lot of those in my camera roll. I don't oh, know. About my gosh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me about your subscription on Instagram. So I started this subscription when everybody else started their subscriptions. And at the beginning, it was super chaotic. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew I, I love to teach. I love to share my process with people. And I wish that when I had started, I had been able to learn from someone in, in a more behind the scenes, not as clean and professional way that you see on YouTube, right? I wanted to see yes. how you actually ran a cookie business. Right. And so that's what my subscription is. It's not clean and fancy tutorials like YouTube. It is real life. So every week I will focus on maybe one or two different things. I do take local sets, but it's very, very limited. So I will do one or two sets uh, a month and then I'll fill in with content creation. And the way that I do my content is I make a set of cookies, just like I would make for anybody else. It would be like I was planning a set for someone else, but it's just for Instagram or whatever. So in the subscription, what I do is I say, okay, these are the pictures that the client sent me. And now I've got to go find my inspiration. So I take them through where I found my inspiration. How did I pick my color palette? How did I pick the direction I wanted to go in? I show them my sketches, which are not pretty because I do not use to <laughs> create. I sketch with my hands and you would think that I'd be like pretty good at art, like drawing. No, I'm much better with a piping bag, way better with a piping bag than with a pencil. So I show them my sketches and we go through, what am I going to do? How am I going to tie it all together and bring it into one cohesive set and then as I'm decorating these cookies, I show them clips. We do tutorials along the way. You know, here's how I'm doing this texture. And I show them a quick video. Again, it's not clean like you would see on YouTube. It's just as I'm doing it. But there's a lot of like little tips and tricks that you maybe didn't know that's be because it's behind the scenes and you never see it in a YouTube video. Yes. Um, and then once I'm done, I show them how I photograph the pictures, if I use props, you know, what props I use. So that is week by week. There's also things like if I am doing specifically florals, a lot of people like florals. So I might do a more in-depth tutorial that is a little bit more clean and precise um, for subscribers. I've done tutorials on social media, you know, how do I create reels? It's just kind of all behind the scenes stuff. It's not always very pretty, but it is just how I run my particular cookie business. That everything you said, I, I wish that I would have had someone like you to follow from the very beginning, 
because you don't see that behind the scenes. And you think, how do they do that? I don't know how to do that. How do I pick a cookie set? I mean, all those questions that mm -hmm. cookie decorators have in the beginning. So yeah. how, how do people subscribe to that? Um, all I have to do is go to my Instagram page and right above my highlights, so the little circles, there is a button that says subscribe and you can subscribe. I think it's $4.99 a month. One of the great things about the subscription is that um, there's more direct messaging. So I answer all my messages, but I always answer my subscription messages first. So I go through and I message those and I've had, I've got to form some really great relationships with some of my subscribers and really watch their cookie business grow and flourish. And it's been super fulfilling for me. I absolutely love it. It is, it is probably my favorite thing that I do with cookies right now because we got a great little cookie community. We do. And you teach a lot of online classes, right? I do. I do. So I am currently working on like fall classes and things like that. I have a variety of different levels. I've got some beginner classes and then some more intermediate classes. My earlier classes were pretty complicated and very long. I'm going back right now and kind of redoing some of those earlier classes and bringing okay. it more into my style now. I am a, I'm very much a more is more person. I love all the details and I want to tell you everything. Online classes that I have are very detailed. So I'm trying to go back through and redo some of those older ones. But yes, I do have some online classes. And again, I love to teach. I think it's really fun and very fulfilling. I get a lot out of it. Yes. So if you were going to give advice to someone who was thinking maybe they would like to do this cookie gig as a, as a job, what kind of advice would you give to them? Um, I would give them the advice of you've just got to go for it and push your boundaries, you know, um, try things that maybe you don't think you're going to do. Take that set that maybe you don't think you have the skills for and teach yourself those skills watch YouTube, watch Instagram, look at these other creators out there. And it's okay to emulate what they're doing. Give credit, give credit because people will go crazy if you don't, but <laughs> give some credit, reach out to people because you never know. Like if you have a question, ask somebody that question because a lot of people will answer. That was one of the things that I was really hesitant to do when I started was ask questions. So I would ask all the questions make it easy on yourself. Don't try to do things the hard way. Just yes. ask all those questions. That's good advice. So are you ready for the speed round? Oh my gosh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> They're easy. What's your favorite cookbook? I have a Harry Potter cookbook that I love that has all the, I'm a huge Potterhead. So I have a Harry Potter cookbook that my friend gave me and I love to make those recipes with my kids when we watch our Harry Potter movies. That's you not know, cookie yeah. related, but there it is. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be cookie related because I'm all about the food. You got to try the butterbeer, man. It's delicious. The adult butterbeer is much better. Cause I love butterbeer. So oh, yeah. I didn't even, okay. I'm making myself a note because I didn't <laughs> even know that that was out there. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's good. Um, what is your favorite treat? Cheese. I don't like sweets. I'm not a, I would, I actually don't like to eat sweet things, which people find to be very strange, but 
I would rather eat cheese all day long. <laughs> My oldest son does not like cheese. And I think, how can you get through life? Oh cheese is the best thing ever. In fact, I was uh, watching the Today Show yesterday and they were talking about these girl meals. I didn't catch the whole thing, but your um, cheat meal, maybe it was cheat meals. And every one of them included cheese. And I'm like, you're my kind oh, of wow. people. Yes. Cheese is the best. Cheese is wonderful. I love it. Um, I would eat cheese like a charcuterie board over a piece of cake or a cookie any day, any day. What's your favorite kind of cheese? I love blue cheese and I love feta. Those are my two favorite. Nice and salty. Very, very salty. I've never met a cheese I didn't like. And then my last question, if you could make cookies for anybody living or past, who would you make cookies for? I think that I would like to make cookies for Reese Witherspoon. I just love her. She's like one of my favorite people. I love her. I just think she's just the cutest little thing. Cutest little Southern girl. Is she Southern? I think she is. She's doing all those Southern movies. I would love to make cookies for her because I just think she's just a sweet, kind person. That's awesome. She is. She's a little doll. Thank you for joining me today. Tell everybody where to find you, all your your Instagram and your social media, and we'll also put that in the show notes. Oh, great. So my Instagram is busybee.bakehouse because this is my new Instagram account. So busybee.bakehouse. If you go to my Instagram, I have a link tree there that'll take you to all my other socials. I have TikTok. I don't like TikTok, but I have it. I also have Facebook, which is Busy Bee Bakehouse as well. I've got YouTube. I don't do a lot on it, but I have it. Um, (laughs) So if you go to Instagram, you should be able to find everything else from there. Okay. Well, thank you, Madison. It really has been fun talking to you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed today's chat and don't want to miss out on future episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. We release new episodes every Thursday. If you enjoyed the episode, please take a moment to rate and review it. It would mean so much to us. And remember to check out the Cheerful Box. It's the perfect companion to help you unlock your creativity and help make your baking dreams come true. You can find it at www.cheerfulcutters.com. So until next time, keep dreaming big and never underestimate the power of a little sugar and a whole lot of passion. I'm Lauren Jacobs, and this is the Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast.